Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm Andy Ruther coming to you live from the Smut Studio. In Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey Nocho Prano. Good morning. Is it still morning? Good morning, Andy. It is ten forty a.m. It so is. it's technically morning, Prano. Yep. How are you feeling today? I'm okay. Uh, I mean, we just talked about it. We just I just had McDonald's, so I don't feel great, but I feel it's pretty good. Good, good day. I've had a good week. I'm a little tired. Yeah. Went out on a school night. That's a big deal for me. Yeah, you went out last night on a school night. How about any night? <laughs> Do you go out ever? I'm a loser. When's the last time you just went out for something before that? Not a comedy show. Ooh, that's You're just a, like, a, I'm just going to go out. Non-comedy show, non-sports event. Yeah. And going to fucking, you know, the food trucks over in Marina Del Rey with a chick isn't going out. Okay. Um, god damn. Bar, club, event, movie. This is bad. I can't even think of it. I can't even think of it. The last time it was non-comedy, non-going to a sports event. I can't think of it. Gotta get out more, bro. Well, here's the way I look at it. Comedy is, is in a way my social life, even though I'm not getting up as much as I should. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's terrible. It's a, ter- <laughs> a, ter- a terrible thing. I don't cons- I don't even consider it. I actually, for the most part, unless people are out that I like, like I'll go do comedy. I'll just leave. Or if somebody comes out to see me, or whatever, or like you know. But that's what I'm saying. Like business, like but because comedy comedians are shitheads. You're going to go out and be like, oh, hey, I hung out with a bunch of comedians at the fucking ponchos. <laughs> like, you're like, that's fucking annoying. Like, I I went to ponchos on Monday, did my set, out. But that show also puts up a thousand comics. Yeah. And and actually, I, I don't want to want to shit on ponchos. That's actually one of the better shows to hang out for. No, it's a good show. Yeah. I'm not shitting on it either, but there's a lot of comics. Yeah. Yeah, man. I do I do like that you're really You should mix some social life into your float labbing. Making me think about this. Maybe it's because I dropped all the dating apps a few months ago. I mean, I don't know. I'm glad I went out though. I, I will say last night when I got home I was tired, but I was like, I'm glad I went to Calabasas, even though it was a drive. You know Did you see Eddie there? I did not. Oh, he lives in Calabasas. I would have invited him, but he's made way too many uh, Lance Bass gay jokes. So, you know. You think Eddie would have walked in and be like, look at all these queers. No. His daughter would have loved it. It was like a it was like a pumpkin it was like a pumpkin professionally done carved pumpkins. There was a trail, which I actually took the mayor. Everyone for sure thought we were a couple. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even You're go. We're kind on- of a couple, right? Like he also he refuses to like go to his girlfriend's place. She she only comes. Who spends more time with the mayor, you or his girlfriend? At this point, I think hands down me. <laughs> yeah, 
You're basically a couple. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it's like go out, you do your pool pool weekends. And he's go shopping together. You go to Costco together. Yeah. Are you dating the mayor? Maybe. <laughs> At this point, actually, that's a really good point. I bet I do spend more My time. My brother Mikey is l- listening to this somewhere going, I knew it! I have been saying this about Ruther for years. Well, today is National Coming Out Day. And Eddie, is it? Today National Coming Out Day? I think it is. That's amazing. Have I told my National Coming Out Day story before? I think I have. I must have. Tell it again. I uh, I visited Tufts University when I was doing college visits. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Tufts, uh, I don't even think I probably... Tufts is a pretty good school. I don't even know if I could have gotten into Tufts. Where is Tufts? Tufts is in Massachusetts. Okay. And they're the only school... Not only did they... W- desperately want me to come play baseball but this is how desperate they were for me to come play baseball they were like you could play football here too i was like guys i can't play i can't play college football anywhere they're like you could play here you want to play football come play here i was like i don't actually um they were desperate for me to come play baseball there so i went and it was national coming out day when i visited campus and it was just like a lot of chalk Writing on the sidewalks and stuff like today's the day, like yeah. be free, like whatever. So then we're walking through the quad, and there's, I'm saying like a seven foot tall African black dude who's like, I am the captain of the basketball team, and I am gay. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So it was like the Kembe Mutombo yeah, coming the out Kembe of the closet. Yeah, Kembe Mutombo. He's like, my parents, they say, are you straight? And I say. No, 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 no. Not in my house. Not in this closet anymore. Yeah, I've never, I was like, that's the gay, that's the largest gay man I've ever seen. He was like a seven foot tall basketball player. Oh, imagine being on the receiving end of that. I am gay. (laughs) I was like, this is amazing. He's definitely. I'll never not think of National Coming Out Day being at Tufts University for my college visit. That's a great story. Yeah. Were you with were you with parents? No, I actually went with my friend Mark. We were doing we were doing like a bunch of Boston, New England, like we did Connecticut schools, we did Boston schools, Massachusetts schools and all the New England shit. Well, that's a perfect segue to talk about the Red Sox, Joe Prano. Yeah. Going to the ALCS. Whooped up on the Yanks. I can't believe that uh, Judge Stanton, Aaron Boone didn't work out. I tweeted it the other day. It's it's almost like hitting one one big home run in your playing career doesn't qualify you to be a manager. It's almost like that. So you're gonna put this on Aaron Boone? Uh, game three. When they got, when Aaron they, Boone. When they got killed. Aaron Boone took a wet shit in his pants uh, and l- fucking left Severino in. They had a seven-run inning. They lose 16-1. They got absolutely destroyed, and that was a broken will. If they had lost game three, 4-2, they might be playing a game five. Uh, you, have a, you have a game four in Yankee Stadium, but they lost 16-1. They, they took all the momentum. That's it. I, I, not only do I put that game on uh, Boone, I put the series on Boone. And in essence, you put the season on Boone. You didn't have the, the the Red Sox, far and away the best team in the division. 
beat the shit out of you in the playoffs. You made a horrible managerial decision. Yeah, I put it on, put it on Boone. And then Stanton hit what, two twenty two in the playoffs. Well, it was an interesting hire right from the get go with Aaron Boone. The fact that you, like you said, zero managerial experience. He's the broadcaster. Yeah. Serious question: Who does a better job in the playoffs for the Yankees, Aaron Boone or former coworker Jessica Mendoza? I mean, still Aaron Boone, but <laughs> <laughs> at least he has baseball playing experience. Yeah. Uh, I think someone like Aaron Boone lives off, and people might disagree with me, but lives off his family like that whole. Oh, his dad was a manager. I'm serious. I, I think people think. I mean, which but, is which is so weird to me. But I think that I think that happens. The the whole Boone family. I mean, That's what I'm saying they're, they're like the Barrys of baseball. Like when in doubt, you're like, oh, let's give a Boone a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Was Aaron Boone a, 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 a you know fine big leaguer? Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, but like he's remembered for that home run, and yeah. that's it. Like he wasn't even Brett Boone. No, as a guy, although who, Brett Boone was clearly on steroids. Oh my god, dude! When he when when Brett Boone, see, obviously I watched both of them play closely because they both played for the Reds. When when Brett Boone left Cincinnati and went to Seattle, all Reds fans were like, where the fuck was this? And he just mashing like. 100 ribbies, 45 dongs. You're like, yeah. what is? Wh- where did this come from? Steroids. That's where it came from. But you're right. Aaron Boone, again, was... He, Aaron Boone, was a, he was a quality, productive major he, leaguer. He wasn't yeah. anything special. He was like, meh. He was every Yankees third base. They're like, Scott Brocious, Brocious Charlie yes. Hayes, Brett Boone. Yeah. yeah. I completely put it on him. Although, I mean, they were... Like they were outgunned in that series. The only game they won was against David Price, who, I mean, when we talk about playoff meltdowns, meltdowns, it's it's David Price. He's the poster child now. We got to bring it up. This this A's fan and Yankees fan. The, the, I mean, yeah, you were right the whole time. It's a cuck couple. Is the, yeah, they're dating now. <laughs> They're hanging out every night. Yeah. So, I, and it it just seems like such a fucking. It seems like such a like both of them are pussies. The A's fan, how are you fucking hanging out with the guy? But then the Yankee fan, it just seems like he just caved to like the pressure. Like people were on his social media calling him a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, how do I get this back? Like this is a giant PR spin. Now they're just cucking around Brooklyn together. And the A's fan is showing up to Yankees Red Sox games in a goddamn A's jersey. Yeah. That's some Marlins man shit. Yeah, I agree. I saw a great tweet from our boy Jesus, and he said the Yankees fan, and I actually I can see it if you look at him closely. Looks like he's transitioning. Yeah. I totally. <laughs> totally. I, and I don't know which way. I don't know if he's becoming a man or he's becoming a woman. <laughs> or she or they. I don't know. What do those two talk about when they're in the clubs in New York? Uh, I mean, I have literally no idea. So do you think, do you, like, when they're hanging out in clubs in New York, do you think he's like, Hey, look at that guy over there. Should we chuck this drink at him? And he's like, no, man, stop. That's what got you in this situation. He's like, you're right. You're right. You're right. 
got to grow up, you know, make make positive changes in my life. Yeah, man, I've never seen such a ridiculous relationship. No, so stupid. It's like these days, if you positively or negatively any social media attention, you can snowball into you being like a thing. They're a couple. They're a social media couple. Yeah. Because he threw a beer on the guy. Yeah. Also, the guy from Philly is dating that horse now who shit he ate. I don't know if you knew that. They're dating. <laughs> They're horse Jelena. Yeah. Did you see the video, speaking of idiot Philly fans, did you see the video of the Eagles fans chugging beer out of their shoes? No. During last week's uh, home game? No. Disgusting. In the middle of fucking the link, like like the upper deck, these two idiots, I don't know why, pour beers into Because it's sh- crazy. It's always crazy in Philadelphia. We're wild. Also, we're losing, and we're the worst fans because we're we're passionate when our team is great, and we're passionate when our team sucks. But the ninety eight percent of years where we're just a football team, we're drinking beers out of our shoes and eating shit. Like you know who you know who's responsible for all this? A lot of it is Bill's Mafia. So I think I think Bill's Mafia got so much attention that these fans just think, oh, how do I one up Bill's Mafia? Which has been pretty quiet because, I don't know if you know, they outlawed... Throwing people through tables? Yeah. Basically, they're going to arrest people up there uh, around their stadium. So you haven't really seen that much. But who do you like in the Red Sox-Astros? I know you're rooting for the Astros. It's going to be a very competitive series. I I like the Astros. I do. I still think, uh, as far as starting pitching goes, you know, you've got Sale, no doubt... uh, Chris Sale is one of the best pitchers in baseball. But let's say you – let's just say we go Sale's the best pitcher in the series. I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying he for sure is. But let's say we say Sale's the best. This is like what I like to do in a, uh, in a basketball series, like who has the best player, who has the segment. Let's say Sale's the best. Then we go Verlander. Two, three, four are on the Astros. At least two, three. At least Verlander Cole. I mean, the I know Porcello had a good game for the Red Sox. First of all, David David Price, forget it. Like, it, it, David Price is going to have playoff meltdowns, and it's not going to be against the Houston Astros. Good luck with that. Everybody fucking hits. They all battle. Rick Porcello, come on, this this you're not getting a shutout against the Astros from fucking Rick Porcello. I'm taking the Astros. I think it's going to be a good series. Um but yeah, I'm taking the Strohs. I'm rooting for the Strohs. I'm taking the Strohs. It's, it, you know what's funny is like the Red Sox Yankee series and the Dodgers Brave series. Are, I feel exactly the same way about. I'm like, I want one of these teams to win because I hate the Yankees and I hate the Braves. But the second they're over, I'm like, now I hope Boston gets fucking swept, and I hope the Dodgers actually fu- somehow lose, n- win negative games in the series. Great. Glad you got to the championship series. Now I hope you get fucking peed on. Did you see there was a uh, former MLB exec? And I, I should have actually pulled the story. It was one of those where I saw the story. I didn't click on it because some I was doing something else. Anyway, he was basically saying the, and again, it's a former MLB exec, was saying Major League Baseball will do 
everything possible to have Dodgers, Red Sox. Basically, and he said, in particularly, not the Brewers. Right. Because obviously, Dodgers, Red Sox, two huge markets, good for ratings. That the, basically, the Brewers are going to be the worst thing. Of Baseball's all the teams. so great right now, though, that that's, that's such a stupid. Like, yeah, are you going to get more people to watch? But as, tr- as far as the product that you're going to put on the field, like, they're all great options. Astros, Brewers, Astros, Dodgers, Red Sox, Brewers, Red Sox, Dodgers. To me, honestly, I think Red Sox, Brewers is the least interesting. I know it's the Sox, but it's the least interesting series to me. So, Brewers, Dodgers starts tomorrow. Yep. I think game one is super important for that series. I think that the Brewers having a far better bullpen is going to be a massive help, especially when we talk about games two, three, five, six, when Dave Roberts will pull somebody after four innings who's throwing a no-hitter when he'll decide that Kike Hernandez is starting on the mound for them when like when he's off game one like the Kershaw games which is Kershaw game one right the Kershaw games Dave Roberts the only way Dave Roberts can fuck up is if he tries to let him pitch into the 11th so the what's hilarious about Dave Roberts is complete and utter mismanagement of that ball club is that he handles his pitchers to Kershaw. He lets go too long. Everybody else he fucking pulls out and wants to make 40 pitching changes. The game one though, like if, if the Brewers win game one against Kershaw, good night and good luck. I, I, I don't give the die. I think the Dodgers chances of winning the series drop in half if they lose game one. But you get through game one. Now you got a game lead. You're you've already taken one of their home games. Yeah. And now we go. But like Kershaw is the only true ace in this series. Even the only true like sure thing starting pitcher in the whole series. Get the fuck out of here with your Bueller. Get the fuck out of here with your This is the playoffs. Don't bring your Rich Hill. If he pitches well, great. He might. But he's not an ace. But you're not. No one. When you go out there with a guy that you know, like the Astros are going to go out knowing, hey, we have Cole going. Let's get five runs and win this game. We got Verlander going. Let's get four runs and win this game. Like it is not going to be. You like every team has those guys. They have stoppers where they're like, we know what we're going to get from this guy in this series. The Dodgers have one of those guys. The Brewers have none of those guys. The Brewers have a far better bullpen. The Brewers, I mean, it's crazy because the Dodgers have a fucking way better roster. Way better. They're so goddamn deep. Their lineup so goddamn deep. The, the idea that, you know, the that the Brewers even make the World Series against this Dodgers team seems ludicrous, but it could very well happen. Yeah. Well, I texted you and Goldberg yesterday about possibly going to game three, which is Monday. You didn't text me about that. 
You weren't on the text? No. Did I text a different Joe? I was wondering why you never responded. Pretty sure you didn't text me. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. I might have texted. Did I accidentally text Shabelli? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. And Shabelli's thinking, you weren't in on that? No. That's hilarious. That means I accidentally texted Shabelli, I think. But it's funny because Shabelli was texting me all like Shabelli just kept texting me too. He just texted me out of the blue on Tuesday. Dodgers in five. And then I start going out. I go, you're, oh, you're getting those texts from Madrid. I, I go, so you're just completely disrespecting a fucking Brewers team that had the best record in the NL. Well, they play in a like Shabelli is the poster child of fanboy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's oh, bad. Oh, yeah. It's oh, bad. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, they play in an easier division. Do they? What Central, are you talking Central's about? Central's not an easier division. Yeah. And then, like, he's saying, like, uh, oh, our our fucking payroll isn't even that high. I go, yeah, your payroll. Like, what are you looking at? The opening day payroll? Don't forget you took on Manny Machado's $16 million, Brian Dozier's $9 million, David Freeze's $5 million. Like, you do. Like, and and the, a- the NL West... It was Dodgers, Rockies, and then the Diamondbacks melted down. And the Padres and the Giants were a dumpster fire. He's going, oh, yeah, probably super easy for the Astros cruising through the AL West. The AL West, dude. The Oakland, Oakland Seattle. Made, Seattle had a better record than anybody. The, the Seattle had two less wins than the Dodgers. Well, he's just a fanboy. We've already established that. He's a fanboy. So bad. He's like, I think Roberts is doing a great job. Well, you did you think Mattingly was doing a great job? He won three straight divisions. He didn't have to play an extra game. He didn't have everybody's greatest player that was available at the trade deadline. Well, Joe, apparently I did text the other Joe. I texted Goldberg, too. I was thinking Monday, it's a 439 game. Okay. I know it's kind of in the middle of the day. Game three, out here in Los Angeles. I was looking for looking at tickets on SeatGeek. And obviously they're a little more expensive because it's the NLCS. I have to get me a brewer's hat. I was I was trying to see people's budgets for the game. I saw tickets for like, you know, like right first baseline, like, you know, kind of towards right field, hundred bucks. Bleachers about a hundred bucks, but I'll be honest, I don't want to do bleachers. I'm not a big bleacher fan. Uh, anyway, I was thinking we should go. You know, I, again, I love SeatGeek because you can see exactly where you're going to sit. And uh, I think it'd be a fun day. To be, to be honest, I think I'm going to go regardless if anyone wants to go with me. I'll, I'll maybe find somebody else. I know if you got stuff going on. Uh, but SeatGeek, guys, it's the place you should get your NBA season tickets, MLB playoffs, and NFL tickets. Also where I will be going to get my tickets for the Insane Clown Posse in Anaheim, October 24th. Guys, all you dirtballs get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay. Anything else you want to add to the baseball no, not really. situation? No. Nope. You want to talk a little Jimmy Butler? Sure. I don't really have much to say. Okay. I mean... I don't really have much to say, but we do have to talk about, like, so he's going psycho in practice. He's calling out the GM. He's calling out play. Like, this is this is unheard of. Is this, like, the most, like, there's a lot of, like, legendary basketball practices, like, 
urban myths or and and also stories that we know are confirmed true, like the the dream team practices. You have, I mean, is this crazier than Sprewell choking out PJ Carlissimo? Not even close. But like that's a crime of passion. Do you know what I mean? He chokes his coach, and then he's removed, and then he's like fucking. They're separated. Like that's like a momentary thing. This guy's planning on showing up to practice then ripping coaches this is premeditated murder well i i, I get your point and he does a rachel nichols thing oh, where he fucking oh, sits down with her he says he's been planning this for months so he showed up to practice i'm sure you guys all saw this and by the way and he, he apparently told the gm you fucking need me scott you can't win without me. Scott which, is the GM. Which I love because they lost the first round of the playoffs last year. So they can't win with him either. This is why, like, to me, I don't have... Because obviously we've been following this Jimmy Butler saga all uh, summer through, you know, post the playoffs and, and all this shit. I just... We've talked about it. You're a nice, good NBA player. I mean, he's a really good NBA player. He's is a really he? yeah yeah, he is. He's a really good NBA player. He's but you just proved that point though. They lost in the first round. You have, yeah, he's not a superstar. That that's what that's what I'm trying to say. Then. Sure, that's you you hit it. He's right a now. star player. He's not a superstar. He's not a superstar. Superstars win series by themselves. That's all I'm trying to say. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, you know Shaq, uh, these superstars. Kobe Bryant, he doesn't have another star. He's not winning playoff series. Jimmy Butler, he doesn't have another star. He's not winning playoff series. But here's my argument with Jimmy Butler. You got some, you got Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is a fucking turnstile on defense. He's young. He's great, but he's not consistent. He'll, maybe he'll be great one day. Maybe he'll, he'll be, maybe he'll be a superstar one day. Maybe he'll also be a star, but they're too young. They're too inexperienced. They have Tom Thibodeau, who's like, I mean, basically the equivalent of playing with leather helmets when everybody else is doing the jet sweep. He's like sticking with like, let's play defense. Like, no one does anymore, bud. Like, you lost. You're on the wrong side of history here. Stop it. Like, he, he's bringing in all kinds of fucking, he, like, he's trying to reassemble like the 2009 Bulls or something like that. Like... Jimmy Butler, the other thing about Jimmy Butler, th- this whole story, and then Rachel Nichols happened to be in Minnesota, and then they happen to have like a pool table perfectly set up with like cross billiards, lights already set up. This, so was this interview planned before the practice? I can't even watch her interviews. Morgan Grimmett, by the way, is somewhere sitting there going like, no, she heard about the practice and she flew in and she set it up. Nothing is rigged. Everything is as you say. What are you talking about? Remember, because he he thinks the whole UFC thing is like as we see it on TV, like <laughs> that that fucking Conor McGregor stole keys off of some sleeping janitor's body and made copies, and then Ocean's Eleven his way into Barclays so he could throw a chair at a fucking bus. Him and a small Chinese man that he brought in and like inside a popcorn machine. Fucking, we're dodging laser security just to get into fucking somebody's press conference. She's so. She bad. just happened to be in Minnesota. I, I Rachel Nichols, 
is number one on my list of most annoying reporters. She's yeah. just just her voice, and I'm not, dude. I'm gonna tell her to say it. She's just she's bland. She's not interesting. Oh God. Yeah. No, I've always hated. Rachel well, Nichols. Jimmy. Yeah. Rachel Nichols, ESPN. Yeah, it, but then like this is so weird. But what's the move? This is what I I'm don't trying know, to get but to. Then, well, how does this play out? I'm actually, I actually think uh, Jimmy Butler might be mentally ill. The way he smiles, the way he fucking, the creepy face. But also, here's the other thing. He does this whole Rachel Nichols interview that this is about winning, winning, winning. The teams that he said he wanted to go to were the Knicks, Nets, Clippers. Yeah, it's contradictory. All those teams fucking stink. So it's and, not about winning. And they are they're both happen to all be in L.A. and New York. So L.A., you want to play on an L.A. team and a New York team or a New York team, but not the L.A. team with LeBron because you have to be basically the star on your team in a big market. That's what you want. You wanted to be the guy in Chicago. They didn't fucking want you. Bye. And now you're trying to like – and now Miami's trying to make a move for him, which is – I mean, that would be a great move for Miami because, you know, Pat Riley will be like, hey, welcome to town. Now shut the fuck up. He'll start waterboarding him. He'll be like, here's how this works. <laughs> Cut your fucking hair. Why do you look like weird fucking, uh, you know, 90s Jamie Foxx? Yeah. I, <laughs> I was trying to put my finger on looks how like he looks. like in living color Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx should play Jimmy Butler in a movie before it's too late. I heard an interesting Jamie Foxx thing last night. Yeah? From the From the mayor. And we were driving back. So apparently, Jamie Foxx had a trans hair transplant back in the day. Okay. Not that it matters, but... And then the scar on the back is why you got, like, a tattoo? Yes. So the mayor's like, I know things. and <laughs> I know things. And he also claims that Jamie Foxx is 100% uh, down low. I, I don't want to be making these claims, but... Right. But you just did, twice. You, I mean, he said that on the way back? Yeah. Should have said that on the way there so you guys could have talked about it with the gay crowd about Jamie Foxx. They would have been confirmed. The gays know who's gay. I know. Yeah. That's what I told him. I was like, dude, we just hung out with a bunch of gay dudes tonight. Like, we, we could have got this out there. Like, you just, if you're in a room, if you're like a gay bar, you're in a room with gay people, and you're like, yeah, I, I mean, do you, do you know, like, have you heard anything about Jamie Foxx's gay? Some guys in the back are like, yeah, I suck Jamie Foxx's dick. He's gay. <laughs> He's gay. For sure, gay. Here's a picture of Jamie Foxx's dick. <laughs> By the way, he had a dick transplant, too. That's why he's got this tattoo. I like Jamie Foxx, though. Yeah. I'm a fan. Jimmy Butler lost his mind, though. But he's the best player on the Timberwolves, right? He is, but again, how does this play out? They didn't trade him yet. I'm just trying to figure out how this, how this works. I don't know. It's ludicrous. You know they canceled practice today. No practice. So Jamie, Jimmy Butler, Jamie Butler, Jamie. That's the Jamie Fox as Jimmy Butler. Jamie Fox is Jimmy Butler in Jamie Butler. Um, they cancel practice, so now your star that doesn't want to be here, who's cursing out your players, coaches, and GM. Who isn't he coaching out? Who's letting him show up to practice at this point? Um, so you have to trade him. That's yeah. the only. Reasonable scenario here. Yeah, because he's basically saying he doesn't like anybody. The other move would be what? 
fire your coach and your GM and trade all your players. Seems like it'd be easier to move the one guy. Who's- you know, you know what he is. Uh, he's. Uh, <laughs> you're saying he doesn't. He's listening to all the things he doesn't like. He's. You ever see Don't Be a Menace? You've yeah. seen Don't Be a Menace. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. Great early Wayans movie. He's Bernie Mac's character when he's <laughs> when he's listing all the black things he doesn't like. Yeah. Which obviously is mocking. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When he's listing all the black things. That's Jimmy Butler's listing. By the way, isn't that title of that movie like Don't Be a Menace to Society while fucking whatever and drinking your juice or something yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah. Longest movie title ever. Yeah. It's a classic, though. Absolutely. To the Wayans Brothers. Where would you like to see Jimmy Butler end up? I don't have the biggest opinion on him. Like as far as like I was saying, to me you're like you're you're a good NBA player, but like you said, if you go to a team, I mean he's a great again, he's a great NBA player. Like, but the, when you say great, what are we talking here? I, I'm talking about. I, I, I want numbers. Like, are we talking top fifteen? I mean, he's definitely top probably twenty. Okay, but like the difference between like I actually think Carmelo Anthony going to Houston lessened their championship chances. Swap out just Carmelo Anthony and Jimmy Butler. I'm like, wow, what? Now that's a fucking that's a squad. He's gonna defend. He's gonna he can play that ISO game. He's gonna run the floor. He's like the difference between Carmelo Anthony and Jimmy Butler is like everything. I'm not gonna disagree with that. Not to mention Melo's old, right? But I'm just saying, like he makes a great team better. He makes a good team better. He makes he, he potentially makes a good team great. If he wasn't a psycho, I'd be like, come in the Knicks. We'll have you. You're going to defend. I mean, if, if Ennis Cantor is like fighting like the the crazy Turkish regime or something like that, maybe maybe he can take care of Jimmy Butler. But like, I don't I don't know who I'd want to imagine, trade for. Him do you imagine though. Jimmy Butler in that New York media? Yeah. Rachel walk. Nichols wouldn't have, be having to jump on last minute. Flights seconds after hearing she just X-Mend her way into fucking Minnesota. She was just sitting in Bristol, chilling. And then she was like, teleport me to Minnesota. I heard there's a Jimmy Butler story that's breaking. But see, that's her and Conor McGregor snuck in through the security. This is my problem again with these interviews. No one's asking real questions. If you're a legit reporter, Rachel Nichols, you look at him right in the eye and go, Jimmy. You just told your GM to f off, your coach to f off. I mean, I I don't think she did. She did. Did she did she ask this question? This is the only thing he needs to be asked. What is your end game with the Minnesota Timberwolves? Did she ask him? That? I don't think she did. No. How are you interviewing the guy who told the whole organization to fuck off, and you you're not asking him, bro? What's your end game here? Yeah. That's a that's an important question because I think the, the, what was understood is that the end game is he wants to be traded, but he's not allowed to say that. He's not Ask to him. Say, he's not allowed to say he wants to be traded. Then it's a pointless interview. You can't ask legit questions. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think she did a horrible job because it's a very strange situation. But she didn't do the best job she could have. That's for sure. She's also just horribly boring. Horribly boring. Like it would have been. You would have been better off having Stephen A. Smith in that situation because 
the amount of information, useless things that he said would have like trumped the things that she did. But at least he would have been like, what is happening? And you'd be like, wow, that's a terrible interview question. But you're like, also, it's kind of the point. Jimmy Butler, what are you doing? That's what I'm saying. Uh, you're a black man in Minnesota. I'm a black man in Minnesota. I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. Where do you want to go? Okay, I understand. I can't ask you if you want to be traded. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and you're just going to say yes or no. If you were going on vacation, would you rather be in Miami or Los Angeles? Would you rather? Okay. Los Angeles. Now, if you were going on vacation, Southwest said they was going to fly you in your bags free. Would you rather go to Los Angeles or Portland? And he's like, okay, well, now we're getting somewhere. Okay, Los Angeles. Now, let me ask you another. You're flying first class. They're giving you free champagne. You got a buddy that can travel with you. They've, they've removed all the cargo, so it's just you and your boy flying Delta first class. Would you rather go to Los Angeles or New York City? Like, it would have been absurd, but at least we would have gotten some answers. That's all I'm saying. Good to hear from Stephen A. again. Yeah. It's been a minute. We're going to hear from him, though. NBA season is right around the corner. upon us. All right. We have to get to this Drew Brees stuff. Let's do it. So, Congratulations to Drew Brees, the all-time yardage, passing yardage leader in NFL history. And uh, he broke the completions record a couple weeks ago. Like, he's, he's taking down all the passing records. He's one touchdown away from the 500 touchdown passes club. That's a terrible way to say it. Yep. The 500 club. Just the 500 touchdown passes club. Yeah. That could not have been a worse way to say it. Congrats, though. Like yeah. you said, an amazing... All-time ac- great. An amazing accomplishment. I do, before we get into Drew Brees, I do want to say, and I tweeted this from Dirty Sports, a message to the NFL. Guys, if we're going to take that much care of the ball that he threw the pass, the guy comes out wearing white gloves, like he's presenting some sword in the UK, he's knighting somebody. If we're going to take that much care and attention to the record-breaking football, can we take that much care and attention to taking care of the players? Just saying. Just just a recommendation. And then was this a joke or was this serious? Were they penalized for their celebration? Like the, the, like the celebration after the pass? It was a joke. It was a joke. They weren't yeah. penalized. They were not penalized. I don't think so. But you and I, both saw Twitter go on fire after he breaks this. Obviously, it's going to go on fire because he just broke the all-time passing yards By the record. way, I'm all about um, let's slurp Drew Brees in this moment. Let's talk about how great Drew Brees was. Let's talk about, you know, uh, maybe, you know, setting records people won't break. I mean, maybe Tom Brady will break them. Who knows? But, like... What I found very interesting was that, and this is what happens now, Everything, everybody lives in the moment. The moment, whatever's happening in the moment is the most important thing that could ever happen. Um, I saw a lot of people, and by the way, I don't mind bringing up in that moment because he's breaking the record where Drew Brees is, like, stands legacy-wise as compared to the great quarterbacks of all time. But... I, and I don't know if it's the hot take thing, if people were like, let me 
take advantage of Drew Brees' name trending. Let me put a tweet out there that'll like get a lot of traction. A lot of basically people saying either the greatest court he's actually the greatest quarterback of all time, or is he the greatest quarterback of all time besides like I saw somebody whose football opinion I respect, um, which is Jordan Schultz, who's the guy who co-hosts uh CJ McCollum's podcast, and I believe is an ESPN guy now. Uh, he said, we have to talk about, is he third behind Brady and Montana? And I, I almost crashed my car. <laughs> I, have, I think Drew Brees is fucking fantastic. I want to say that again. I think he's an all-time QB. But this, like... You're doing a disservice to Drew Brees. You're doing a disservice to other great quarterbacks. And you're embarrassing yourself with football, like showing your football knowledge, if you're talking about him as in the conversation of the greatest of all time. He's not. He's just not. Plain and simple. I'd agree with everything you said. In fact, you were so worked up, you called me. I was like, this has to be on the rundown. People are losing their minds on Twitter right now. You called me on, on the way uh, the way to your show. I couldn't agree more. Guys, tap the brakes. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Let's just look at some things. Now, we obviously are always get into the quarterback discussion. Joe and I, we have disagreements on stuff, and we, we, but we do agree that it's a team game, but also the quarterback is the most important player player on the field when it comes to wins in the playoffs wins and losses in general playoffs like the it falls on the quarterback when we talk about basketball like when we talk about different sports people always go you're comparing apples and oranges of course you are no one player in baseball is worth like significantly more than any other player on the field like even when you're talking about like the best play like the Mike Trout in your lineup to the worst player in your lineup like it's they only have so much difference on a team like you talk about war they'll talk about like oh this guy had a 10 war for the year 10 more wins above replacement player like the the basketball equivalent of that is you know LeBron James is leaving a team now the Cavs are going to suck they let they just went to the last four finals football the same thing no significant difference except your quarterback and just so much fault the the ball is handed to your quarterback to start every play even on teams with great receivers and great running backs and great whatever it is that person's requirement forget passes to decide who gets the ball who how we're going to play what kind of offense we're going to it's all the change we make in the line it's all on the quarterback the by far the most important position in football so yeah more rests on their shoulders It's not fair to say this middle linebacker only had one playoff win. It is fair to say that about quarterbacks. Well, and that's the point. Drew Brees has seven playoff wins. Seven. Seven. Total. Here's some perspective. Tom Brady has 27. Okay. Eli Manning has eight. That's just some perspective. So... When I see tweets, and I saw a tweet from a dirtball that said, if you replace Drew Brees with Tom Brady, 
Drew Brees has seven Super Bowls. I responded with a blinking guy meme because I wanted to wait for this show to air out my opinion on that. How? How? I just, I want to know from that tweet, what in your mind, and, and when I say you, anyone, like Joe's saying, who's saying now Drew Brees could be the GOAT, what in your mind makes you think that Drew Brees wins either the two against the Giants or one against the Eagles? Of, the, of Brady's three losses, what makes you think Drew Brees is an upgrade from Brady when Drew Brees has basically been in playoff games. Tom Brady has played in more Super Bowls than Drew Brees has won playoff games. Again, I think that the let's just talk let's just talk about let's uh, let me I want to talk about a couple things with Drew Brees. Let's say first of all seven playoff wins, okay? They put a lot on the outdoors. The Saints are so good indoors. I think sometimes that's over exaggerated. That's ex- that's I think they do a little too much with that, but it is legit. The Saints in Drew Brees' career in the Dome versus outside the Dome, world's different. World's different. So, yeah, did they win a playoff game against the Eagles uh, outdoors? Sure. But, like, that is a huge factor. Also, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Drew Brees is a great example, like Phillip Rivers, like Dan Marino, like Dan Fouts, do you want your quarterback to lead the league in passing? Well, it's not a balanced offense if you do. Right. Now, I will say that might not always fall on Breeze because Breeze, until basically last year. Okay, you're going to what? Say his running game wasn't great? Hasn't had the hold on. I'm not going to say it's awful, but it hasn't had the best running game. Who's Tom Brady's running backs that like would have changed Drew Brees' career? I mean, that's a fair point. Do, does does Drew Brees have more Super Bowls if instead of having Reggie Bush and Mark Ingram at times, he had Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs? Does Drew Brees have more Super Bowls if he had Ty Montgomery and, you know, like... Amon Green. Yeah, over Ryan Grant. Like, who's who are these guys? Who's Peyton Manning's... Who was Peyton Manning's running back in Denver? Is it fucking... Well, obviously he had, he had some good ones in Indy. He had Edron James. Sure. And then... Uh, but then again, what he had a he had a die, Joseph a die. Look, look, we we agree. I, I I'm just I'm just pulling that out there because everyone wants to bring in because for some reason they this argument has leaped until until like to Brady versus Breeze, which I find wild. For the record, off the top of my head, for the record, better than Breeze all time. Brady, Peyton Manning, John Elway, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers. So what is that, six? Five. So that's five. That's off the top of my head. We're five. I mean, I'm just saying, like, talk about those five guys. Make an argument that, like, you would rather have Breeze. I, I don't know what your argument is. Because if you if you take... Again, look, 
we can do the whole this guy on this team and this guy on this team. Like I, I do think I absolutely do think Brady's legacy is exaggerated by being Bill Belichick and the Patriots quarterback. I absolutely do. But that's a big leap to say you're going to take Breeze over him. If I was starting a team and I said I wanted to take Manning over him, we're, we're talking about a guy who made four Super Bowls. One, two, with two different teams. When he was on the field versus when he wasn't, what, were the, what was the difference between the fucking Colts? Okay? You look at Breeze. I love Breeze. He's a great quarterback. But how much truly was there a drop-off between Breeze and the Chargers going with Phillip Rivers? Wins-wise, there probably wasn't. Very similar guys. Yeah. But but I, I said this before when we were talking. Breeze may be the best passer of all time, but like that's a different thing than the best quarterback of all time. Here's one thing I, I think he's closer to Marino. Yes, he is. Then he is. Yes, he is. To Montana. We agree there. One Super Bowl. If he doesn't have it, he is Dan Marino. I like to watch the NFL Network. If you guys have access to it, I highly encourage you to watch it. I've always said this. Forget all those other networks. I love the NFL Network because all the analysts are former players. And what I like about the NFL Network, which some of the other networks like ESPN don't do, their former players are like high-level former players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The NFL Network is putting Hall of Famers, all pro guys, guys who competed at the highest level. So I completely respect their opinion. I put on NFL Network after he broke the record on Monday. And it was Reggie Wayne, Maurice Claret. Not Maurice Clorat, Jesus Christ. Maurice Jones-Drew, yeah. and I forget somebody else. So you have guys who... Had That'd been awesome if it was Maurice Claret via satellite from fucking, you know, a penitentiary. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. You're like, we got Booby out here in the yard. He can sling it. I'd take Booby over Breeze. Booby. Anyway, what I thought was such a great statement and great insight from both Reggie Wayne and uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, they said this. Drew is great. And they were saying the same things we're saying. But they said, look, he's making the passes that, in a way, NFL quarterbacks should always make, the great passes. And I believe it was Reggie Wayne said this. But he's not making the, the insane, wow, he dropped a dime. Does, does that make any right. sense? Great. And, and he doesn't have to. Great. And, and and the argument that those guys were making was kind of the same thing we're saying is, guys, it comes down to playoff wins and Super Bowls for these quarterbacks. You know, seven. Guys, Breeze, look at the numbers. Breeze and Brady have basically been in the league the exact amount of time. Right. The exact amount of time. And, again, it's it's not a matter of, like, I think he's one of the all-time greats, but when we're talking about like putting him in that, like, yeah, is it his fault? Stefan Diggs, you know that they're, they're fucking uh, D back did it, and then Stefan Diggs makes that crazy play, and then they go to. The, but hey, why are you in that situation? Do you know what I mean? Uh, when we talk about the seven and nine Seattle team, 
the the fucking beast mode heard around the world. Yeah. They upset the Saints in That was in actually Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle. But I'm saying because Drew Brees playing outside in January. I mean, I remember the year the Giants won uh was that I think it was 2011. The Breeze beat the Giants by like 65 in the dome. And then in the playoffs, I was like, just, I just don't want to play the fucking, I just don't want to play New Orleans in the dome. And guess what? San Francisco and Alex Smith beat them. And then we get the Niners on the road. But what does that say? We go to the Super Bowl. That's a good point. Guys, what is that? That's a huge knock. I'm sorry. And again, I agree with Prano. He's a top 10 all-time quarterback. But that is a huge knock against Drew Brees. If his game is that much different from a controlled environment versus outside, look at the greats. Does it matter where Brady plays? Does it matter where Montana plays? Does it matter where Elway plays? Does it matter where Aaron Rodgers plays? It doesn't matter whether they're in a dome or the freezing frozen tundra of Lambeau. It should, and, and by the way, it shouldn't matter. And by the way, I, I don't think that that makes Drew Brees bad. I don't think Drew Brees outside in the January, I don't think that makes him bad. I think that makes him human as opposed to superhuman in the dome where no one wants to go where this guy's going to throw for 500 yards. Let's play him where he just is every other quarterback. So we basically. And, I, and also, look. It is a team game. I get it. Yes. He hasn't had the best defenses. And when he had a great defense that was, you know, being paid bonus money to hurt people, they won a, they Super, won a Bowl. Super Bowl. And last year when their defense was better, and last year when their running games were better, blah, 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 all that stuff, fine. I'm not saying he's not the GOAT because he only has one Super Bowl. I'm saying he's not the GOAT because he has seven playoff wins and one Super Bowl. And, again, because I'm not sure I want my – quarterback to be the best passer of all time like I don't I'm not sure I want it I think I'd rather have the best quarterback as opposed to the most passing everything's well personally I think Brady's gonna break all his stuff because I think I think Brady's gonna have a few more years past Breeze but but as we wrap this up okay so we both agree we've listed Breeze yeah I'm, I'm sorry above Breeze we've listed Brady Montana Elway, Manning, Rogers. Manning, Rogers, in, in no particular order. So we're already at five. Do you then put Breeze six? Yeah, sure, great. I'm fine with that. Great. Yeah. In fact, I could be wrong. Can you think of like the big Breeze comeback playoff wins? I can think of them with all the other guys. I mean, not off the top of my head, no. I'm sure he has his great, but like that's he, what I'm saying. He's got seven wins. There's, he doesn't have five of them. You know what I mean? And I uh, can think of the Niners' loss. I can think of the Vikings' loss. Yeah, and I can think of the Seahawks' Seattle loss. loss. So basically, Breeze has seven playoff wins. He's been a starter since 2001. Three of those seven happened in 2009 when they win the Super Bowl. So basically. In 16 years, outside of the Super Bowl season, he has four playoff wins. That's one playoff win every four years. Just saying. I get it. Again, it's a team game. I get it. But, look, no, but here's the thing. Eli Manning is sixth in everything. 
He's got more playoff wins. He's got two Super Bowls. Let's just agree, no one's talking, rightfully so, that Eli Manning is in this conversation. And he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. He's in the next tier. He's in the tier that, you know, includes guys who have eight playoff wins and a Super Bowl and a bunch of fucking career stats. He's in that tier. Sorry, I think Breeze is in the six to ten. Yeah. No, I agree. And to be honest, guys, that's a great all-time ranking. We're saying Breeze is the sixth greatest all-time quarterback. I mean, I'm looking. I, I just want to pull up out of curiosity. How many playoff wins do you think Big Ben has? 13. Right on the nose. 13. So almost double. And obviously, again, it's a team game. Ben has had some great defenses, some great running games. We're not taking that away. Just, I don't know. I mean, do you think, I think that's actually an interesting comparison. Do you think if you switch and say Drew Brees on those Pittsburgh teams, do you think Drew Brees has more than two Super Bowls? I don't know. Because I don't know either. That, and I think that's important. We, neither of us can say with conviction that those Steelers teams have more Super Bowls. Yeah. So, anyway, that's our discussion on Drew Brees. Let's get to our picks. But before we do that, Joe, we're both in full Flag and Anthem gear, and I'm loving. We are indeed. I've got Flag and Anthem shirt, Flag and Anthem shorts. You know, I mean, you got the whole thing. What's better, man? I literally, I wear Flag and Anthem every single day. Every I single love day. It. You know, I went to that, Lance Bass had that event last night in Calabasas that I went to. I was rocking Flag and Anthem jeans. You know, it was, it was a nice, cold, brisk night because you're up in the mountains. We're outside. I was rocking the flannel, and I was rocking my Flag and Anthem backwards hat and the bomber jacket. I was in full Flag and Anthem gear. I got nothing but compliments from everybody last night. And, guys, you can look just as good as us if you go to flagandanthem.com. And drop in promo code DIRTY. You get 25% off your first order. 25%. A, that's a quarter of your purchase. Yeah. I mean, load up. It's it's flannel season. It's hoodie season. I just ordered. I saw your way, orders. I just ordered a hoodie. I just ordered a corduroy jacket with like a little fur-lined collar. I love that jacket. Woo. Love it. Yeah. They got some great jackets. I just got those joggers the last time we ordered. Yeah. The joggers are dope. The joggers are like classy joggers. They're like khakis meets joggers. So, guys, go to flagandanthem.com, drop promo code DIRTY, 25% off your first order. Okay, let's get to our NFL games. Let's kind of get through this because we we got things to do. We're going to start tonight with your Giants are at home against the Eagles. You're a a point-and-a-half underdog. This Wow, has this one spread. Wow. I mean, changed. We're a point and a half now? It was three and a half. Dude, no lie. This yesterday. Is, this keeps happening now. My ye- Giants team. Yesterday, they were three and a half dogs. Man, one and a half is tough. I'm going to go Eagles because of that. Oh. I think I think season's on the line. I think Vernon's coming back. I think, uh, you know who I look for for a big game tonight? Connor Barwin, former Eagles against Ooh. his old team. Uh, again, Vernon back. Look, uh, Dave Gettleman, who's the GM, and Pat Shermer, who's the coach of the New York Giants, they decided to play, 
to stick with Eli Manning this year. The whole question mark of should they get Darnold? Should they get, it was all on one game last year when Eli Manning torched the Eagles, and I'm going with I'm going with my Giants. I've been accused of not picking against the Giants enough. Season's on the line. Nobody believes in us. You you always take your Giants, and I like to pick against them. But here but here's the great news. It all balanced out. If I'm wrong tonight and we lose, then I just pick against the Giants the rest of the year because then I think the season's over. This is the whole season. I'm going to go E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. You a little worried? You're down five games to me. No, I'm not. It's early. Yeah. It's basically one game a week. We all know also. I've... Everybody has a meltdown week. I was just going to say. I already had my meltdown week. Last week was my meltdown week. I think I picked five games, and I knew it while it was happening. All right. Tampa Bay travels to Atlanta. Oh, boy. I believe Jameis Winston is starting. Great. I'm going to take Atlanta. Don't even tell me the spread. (laughs) I'm going to take Atlanta. Atlanta, even though they have one win, is a three-point favorite. I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta. I, I, you know, we... We all know I'm a Fitz slurper. I'm a Fitz defender. But, like, I hope Atlanta wins. I think Atlanta wins. I think Jameis will play bad. I can't. I mean, the disrespect toward Fitzmagic has reached new levels where coaches whose jobs he's saving are benching him. Well, look, we we disagree on a lot of the Fitz stuff, but we do agree on this. Fitz should be starting. It's not a good move. Dirt cutter, dick cutter, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. Yeah. You're making a dick move right here. That's what you're doing, buddy. Jameis should be on the bench. Therefore, I got to go with the Falcons. All right. Carolina travels to Washington. Washington just took an ass whooping on Monday night in that Drew Brees record-breaking game. They are still a one-point favorite at home against the Panthers. I don't understand it. Uh I watched the Panthers play the Giants last week. I I think the parent the the Panthers are a are not a three and one team, but they happen to be three and one. But congratulations to the Panthers. They now get the Redskins this week. Uh, I just can't. I just don't know how the Redskins after that performance are a one point favorite. I just don't know how. I don't. I, look, Vegas knows a lot of things that I don't know, but I just don't get it. I'm gonna take the Panthers. I'm gonna take Washington. I think they're going to bounce back. After that ass beating, I think they're going to bounce back. Okay, the Seahawks travel to Oakland. Oakland is getting no love from that. Oakland looked awful against the Chargers. They have one win. They're a disaster. We've discussed it at length. The Gruden era is not going well. Seattle's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, though. Where's the game? Oakland. Mm. Now, I, n- I, I think this is a... I think this is a letdown game from your Seattle Seahawks. That's I a think, trap. I think coming off of the big win for them against the Rams, this, that was basically a win for them. We, they should get a half win for just competing in that game. I think that they think it was a win. I think everybody feels like they've proved something in that game. I think this is a letdown game. I'm going to go with the Raiders. You know why? Because the game could be fucking 5-3. That could be the, that could be the score of this football game. I'm going to go Raiders too. I do see. It's a trap written all over it. Okay, Indy travels to the Jets. God, this is a game I want no part of watching. Right. 
The Colts are a two and a half point underdog in New York. I'm gonna go Indy. Yeah, I'm going Indy. Actually, I'm going money line pick of the week. I the Jets played what? Who they play last week? I forget. They had they had a good game against the Broncos last week. Yeah, they whooped up the Broncos. The Jets and the Broncos, two teams. You're not sure what they are yet. I I just don't think the Jets are that good. I'll say this: the Jets are prone to having big game off game. The Colts can move the ball. They can. The Colts can play from behind. The Colts. Andrew Luck has looked better. I mean, they're not winning a ton of games, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Colts to win this game. It's not a bad pick. I mean, they had a guy last week play. You saw it. You posted the this. Broken spine, in two places. Which again, I called. I said on uh, Dirty Sports, I said bullshit. If Tiger Woods can't play with a backache, there's no way this guy's playing tackle football with t- two broken spines. The, if the goat can't swing a golf club while a you know white man carries his bag around the course, did you see walks. what some cheddar dick responded? No, who clearly follows our Twitter but doesn't listen to the podcast. He wrote those. He was basically saying, "Oh, it's two different things." Yeah, no shit. One is an O lineman. Yeah, in the NFL, going head to head against three. The other one's a the one the other one's a parlor game regularly played by the elderly. Yeah. So yeah, they're not good comparisons because one takes a lot more strength and effort. If you're Serious playing- question, Andy. Do you know anybody over the age of fifty that plays golf? Anyone that plays golf over, over the, age? the age of fifty? Of course. Lots of people. Yeah. Your dad. Yeah. Your uncles. Exactly. Your grandfather, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anybody that plays tackle football over the age of 50? No. You know anybody that plays tackle football over the age ever in history has played over the age of 45? O-line? Has there, been, has there ever been a 40-year-old O-lineman? Is there like two of them in history? Well, I'm sure back in the day. Yeah. B- cracked two cracked fucking discs or whatever. He had a broken back. I'm 100% convinced. Uh, but the golf is a twisting motion. <laughs> Could you imagine saying that and not immediately wanting to throw yourself off a bridge? You got to twist your back when you're playing. I'm 100% convinced Tiger has TMS or had TMS. I Look, I've been saying it for years. But I didn't know what that meant. And, and then you got a backache and then I sent you a link on Amazon to a book. And what happened? My back is healed. The back change. The book changed your life. Expl- just briefly, tell them the book. I want everyone. If you've ever had back issues, go into this with an open mind. Doctor John Sarno. Uh, I think the book that you got is Pizza Starro put me onto this years ago. Pizza Starro and Doctor John Sarno fixed my back. I have passed on the knowledge. Now Joe Prano and Doctor John Sarno have fixed your back. It spread the love. Uh, the one I got you was managing back pain, right? Or the one I sent you the link to. Then there's also no, it's, just it, you. You got me the healing one. Healing back pain. Yeah. And then uh, there's one just about like the mind body connection. Do this. Look up the look up John Sarno's books on Amazon, and then look up uh, the trailer for the documentary about Sarno, which has Larry David in it, Howard Stern, yeah. all kinds of people. If you have any sort of uh, chronic pain. Back pain, shoulder, shoulder pain, neck. tendonitis, tennis elbow, shingles, you know, fucking whatever. Like, 
just check it out. It's it'll change your life. If yeah. you read it with an open mind. Or you'd be a cheddar dick and be like, My dad's a chiropractor. That shit's hokey pokey. And keep talking about how Tiger Woods can't be a golfer because he does this motion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. The Cardinals travel to the Vikings, where Minnesota is a ten-point favorite. Cardinals have been fucking me recently, but I'm I'm the, like the Cardinals are my new Raiders because I'm like they're so bad, and I truly believe they're so bad. And uh, one last week, I know. Uh, I'm gonna take the Vikings. I am also cover. gonna take the Vikings. Josh Rosen. I don't hate Rosen. I don't I, either. I just think they're they're just outmanned. But on the road in Minnesota, yeah. All right, this next one is going to be a good one. Steelers in Cincinnati. Division game. The Bengals are a two-point favorite. This is my Andy Ruther hands-down money line pick of the week. Put all your money on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know for a fact has dominated the Bengals in Cincinnati throughout his career. This has the makings for a big game for him. I'm not buying the Cincinnati hype yet, even though they're 4-1. and one. I think Pittsburgh wins this game in Cincinnati. Um, I agree with you. I've gone back and forth on this game. I'm in a confidence pool. I'm in a pick'em league. I'm in, like, I keep, I think I might even have chosen this game different in every league. The, the Bengals keep fucking me, too, because they keep picking against them. They keep proving me wrong. I don't think the Bengals are a 4-1 and one team. Uh I think Pittsburgh's not going to completely get themselves out of this race. And to stay in it, I think that they've got to win this game. I think they do. Yeah. All right. The L.A. Chargers. Oh, it sounds so funny every time. Travel to Cleveland. Where they, the Chargers. Oh, this thing has swung, too. The Chargers are a point favorite. Yeah. And I'm going to take the Chargers. I am as well. And I think they win. And... Honestly, I probably I don't even think this game is that all that close. Everybody's like, "Oh, the Browns made everybody close, and we're gonna it's gonna be another overtime bonanza. It's gonna be five five. I think I don't I don't think so. I think uh, I think Rivers. I think he lights up this this Browns D a little bit. I agree. I think with it'll you. be high scoring, and I think therefore high scoring will mean you know one point won't be the difference. Well, the next game. Again, Vegas, zero confidence in the Bills. This next game really has me shaking my head to spread. Houston is a 10-point favorite at home against Buffalo. I've gone back and forth on this one, too. I just... Buffalo. Yeah, I got to go Buffalo. How How is how is Bill O'Brien, like... I mean, he's going to be like, oh, do that. Like, he's... Bill O'Brien is so fucking clueless that, like, I, I almost want to bet the money line on this game just for the value. I don't think that the Bills are going to win, but I almost want to bet it just because Bill O'Brien's so fucking stupid. <laughs> and just like, of course he lost that game. Who didn't see that coming? It's like, 10? No, I'm going Bills. It's just too much. And I think the Bills are terrible. Yeah, I agree. All right. Chicago travels to Miami. Miami starts off 3-0. and They've lost back-to-back road games. They're back at home against Chicago, who's coming off a bye. The Bears are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm, I'm taking Miami. I'm, that, taking, I'm that, taking the Bears. That half point for me, I think it's a close game. It's a low-scoring game. That half point for me, and they're at home, makes me want to take Miami. I think the Bear. I think the Miami's not that good. I think the Bears. I think what is going to happen with the Bears the whole year is they're going to be good against bad teams and questionable against good teams. I'm still not sold on the Bears 
I'm not all in on this Bears team. Their defense, no doubt, but I think that I think it will be a close game. But I just don't think Miami's that good. I'm gonna take the Bears. All right, moving on to the later games on Sunday. The Rams travel to Denver, where they are a seven-point favorite. It's a big spread, man. It is. My phone is fucking blowing up. It is. Um, That is a big spread. In Denver is scary. Have the... This has trap game written all over it. But, but like, the Rams almost got trapped last week. To me, this is their bounce-back game from the almost loss. I would disagree, because last week... Minus the blowout they did last year in Seattle, them in Seattle's usually even when the Rams were way worse than Seattle. That's what I'm saying. We're always tough games. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going with the Rams. It's gonna be uh, like unless weather's crazy, but I think sunny Denver. You know, you get a little. I'm gonna go Denver. Yeah, I think the Rams win, but I think it's a close game. All right, the Ravens travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Ravens, this is gonna be a, this is an interesting game. It really is, and it's an interesting spread. The Ravens are a two and a half point favorite. We didn't even really talk about it last week. Tennessee looked awful. Well, the the Ravens looked awful last week too. True. Uh, it's in Tennessee. It is. I'm gonna take Tennessee. Hmm. I'm gonna take Baltimore. All right, Jacksonville travels to Dallas, where Jacksonville, who has looked bad recently as well, is a three-point favorite. I think this game has Jacksonville getting Dak and the the Cowboys to turn the ball over a bunch. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Yeah, I was like, uh, you started it out sounding like this. You're like, this has Jacksonville playing bad. I'm like, no way. I'm taking Jacksonville. All right, and in the Sunday night game, which is... Got to be the game of the week. Kansas City travels to New England, where the Patriots are three and a half point favorites. Uh, I got burned by the Chiefs last week. I thought that was their week uh, to, to have a letdown against the Jags. They have covered the spread every game this every game this year. Um, I don't know if they win this game, but if they don't, I think it's close. I'm taking Kansas City. And by the way, this is in in uh, New England, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Kansas City. Patriots huge test, by the way. This is this is this is the test. They win this game. It's, I mean, that's legit. Now we're talking about like actual Super Bowl contenders. I agree. In New England, I agree. Therefore, I'm picking against them. In New England. Gordon's second game back. Edelman's second game back. Brady finally has some receivers around you know, that he's going to surround himself with. Belichick going against a rookie, basically a rookie. First-year starting quarterback. I think it's a pretty good game, but I think New England can win by four or more. I'm going to take the Patriots. All right, and the Monday night game, San Francisco travels to Green Bay. Wow. Nine-and-a-half-point Packers favorites. It's a big spread, bro. It's in Green Bay. I'm taking I'm taking Green Bay, and I also want to point out how ludicrous it is that the Texans have a bigger spread in their game against anybody, including a Pop Warner team, including a WNBA team, than the Packers do against the 49ers. The Texans are 10-point favorites. 
I just never know who's going to show up on the Packers. Outside, Not Mike McCarthy, I can assure you that. So I'm saying, outside of their quarterback, boy, Jimmy Graham has done nothing. You, you were all on my boy Russell Wilson. Oh, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham. Dude, he's done nothing you, the Packers. His, he had a pretty good game last week. He's done nothing for the Packers. <laughs> he, had, he had a pretty good game last week. What did he do last week? Look gonna, it up. I'm going to pull it up. I don't think he had that good of a game, bro. I'm just saying, I was watching that game. The announcers were saying, Jimmy Graham has completely lost his step. I mean, you, you got to remember, dude, he's been playing since 2010. Jimmy Graham has 22 catches this whole year. You know, I got you. Come on, just show me the stats of the fucking game. He had six catches for seventy-six yards and not a touchdown. Pretty good game for a tight end. No. Uh. <laughs> uh. I mean, he's got one touchdown this year. That's all I'm saying. He had ten touchdowns in Seattle last year. Yeah. It's not like he had an awful year. No. I don't. Uh, hold on. The the Jimmy Graham thing is that it doesn't matter who shows up on the on the Seattle Seahawks. They always are then suddenly not anybody anymore. Ah, oh, he has nobody. He's never had anybody. Golden Tate, the fucking they love him in Detroit. Brandon Marshall, people fucking love. No, oh, he's got fucking Brandon Marshall. He sucks. Everybody sucks. Everybody that's ever played with Russell Wilson sucks. He never has any receivers, never has any I've help. Ne- I don't really say that. When have I really said that? that I- no, that's that's the go-to move for Russell Wilson. Never has any help. But he had 10 touchdowns. It's not like, again, Graham had 10 touchdowns last year. Everybody, who wouldn't take a tight end with 10 touchdowns in a yeah. season? That's actually really good numbers. I'm saying he's got one touchdown this year. I'm saying Jimmy Graham has not finished with 10 touchdowns this year. Okay. I think it'll be close. You don't think he's got a couple two-touchdown games in him? Maybe. I don't know. That's why I got I got to decide here on this pick. I'm taking the Packers and three Jimmy Graham touchdowns. <laughs> I just don't know who's going to show up on the, on the Packers. Again, outside Again, of Aaron Rodgers. Not, not Mike McCarthy. I'm gonna go Niners. Okay. R- risky move. Yeah. Risky Lock it move. in. Lock it in. Lock it in. I'm gonna remind you now that it's locked in that uh the Niners had the first pick the year Aaron Rodgers was drafted and took Alex Smith. This is out of Cal. Aaron Rodgers out of Cal. This has always been the Aaron Rodgers revenge game, and it will be the Aaron Rodgers revenge you game. You waited for me. I, I waited you to lock it in. To lock rem- it up. To remind I have me. Final answer. That's your final answer. Ah, damn. That does change things, but whatever. I'm locked in. You're locked in. All right, Prano, It Put on those headphones. It has been so goddamn long. Since we played Troll or Moron? Since we've done Dirt Ball Calls. Oh, I'm so excited. It's been it's been so long that it's been it's been over a month. I'm actually I'm I'm gonna play the intro song. It's been so long. <laughs> dirt balls, dirt ball calls, yeah. dirt balls, dirt ball calls, dirt balls, dirt ball calls. We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. And if you guys want to call the hotline, it is three one zero 
359-8365. Let's uh let's start off with our boy Jack from Orange County. What's up guys? Calling in. Proud Chargers fan. Uh feel like the I'm, I'm the only one though. All my friends that were Chargers fans now off the train after they moved out of San Diego. Me being an Orange County guy, Joe, you fucking nailed it. The only people that are Chargers fans, they're not in San Diego. They're not in Los Angeles. They're in Orange County where they kind of got a little bit closer. But, you know, I'm not going to fucking pay $150 to go see the Chargers play right now. And they're barely beating teams that should be whooping. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's uh, I guess that's just how it goes. We'll see if the Chargers are still around in five, ten years. All right, so Jack is confirming. Yeah. Like confirming on uh, multiple levels. One, the only people left are Orange County fans. Two, even they don't care. Like, why you're from Orange County, you're not you're not gonna pay to go see a Chargers game? Well, I think what he's saying is he doesn't want to pay $150. But my argument would be those are great seats. It's a twenty eight thousand right. seat stadium. Right. It's no different than me paying $150 to get a good seat at the Coliseum. Yeah. But, like, that's the point, is Chargers fans, they were never, even in the height in San Diego, even the 14-2, and two, LaDainian Marty Tomlinson. Yeah, Ma- Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, the, our stadium's not that bad yet. Like, people still never cared. That's, like, that's the problem. The problem with Chargers fans is they took a fan base that didn't care and cut them in half. Yes. And now the people that are left were the ones that cared the least because the ones that cared the most are the ones that are like, fuck you, I'll never root for this. The passionate Chargers fan is now vehemently anti-Charger. San Diego sign guy. And the, and the, the, and the like careless Chargers fan are the, is the only fan left. Yeah. The knock always on the Chargers when they were in San Diego, remember, which always blew my mind, was, dude, the weather's too nice to go to games. Yeah. Like, what, eight, game, eight, eight Sunday? There's 50- Meanwhile, when the Giants were in San Diego, I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to San Diego. Because Prano's right. The Chargers fans, the, let's put that in quotes, the Chargers fans in San Diego... Didn't want to give up surfing on Sunday. Brah. To go to a football game. Firing. About to get petted. (laughs) All right. Time to check in with our boy CT. It's been a minute. CT from Seattle. He's got a good question for us. Brano, Ruther, CT here in Seattle. Uh, just on my way to the preseason Warriors-Sacramento Kings game that's happening at Key Arena here in Seattle. Uh, got our tickets on, of course, Geek. Uh But anyways, uh, it's pissing rain here in Seattle, and it made me think, have you guys ever played in a game that had some crazy weather, like a snowball or like a torrential downpour? Um, or what was the craziest game you've ever been to in person that, that the weather was just insane? Um, I can't think of anything I've ever been to. I mean, just some rain, rainy Seahawks games, but no snow, no, like, crazy wind. But have you guys ever played in or been to, like, a crazy weather-type game? All right. Condoms are for the University of Washington. Go Cougs. 
I have so like the only real weather that you get to go to like go to as a spectator is football because baseball gets fucking rained out and you know basketball is obviously inside. I've never done a uh never done like a winter classic or anything like that. Yeah. Um been to been to as a spectator, been to pretty cold, pretty snowy games at Giant Stadium. I've been to a few of those. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went to the Dallas uh, Giants game, which was basically a blizzard. It, it stopped by the time we got into the game, but it was blizzarding all the way up. We were tailgating in the snow. Um, I've been to a couple of college football games, like even when I was at Lehigh. We'd go to the, we'd go to the games when the when the weather was pretty bad. The worst uh, games I've ever played in, I played in I've played in a football game where it was snowing, um, and again the snow stopped for game time, but like the field was completely covered in snow. And I played one of the best football games personally I ever had as a receiver happened in a torrential downpour. My parents actually have a great picture of me going full layout, full horizontal to the ground layout diving catch in this like mud rain game uh i had like eight catches for like uh, over 150 yards or some crazy nonsense like that and what was funny about that is whenever we would whenever we played uh we'd never fucking throw the ball and then we we decided to throw the ball in the fucking rain and then i was like hey guys remember last week when it was raining and I fucking lit it up. Can we throw the ball? Now it's fucking sunny. Let's throw the ball. Um, so, yeah. Real bad rain game. A uh, couple of, like, post-snow games. That's it. No- nothing super crazy. Well, I think you, got, you guys already know the craziest game I've ever been to. Now, technically, I wasn't born yet. I was in my dad's balls. But Freezer Bowl. <laughs> yeah. 1980 AFC Championship. Bengals, Chargers. You actually, the, the truth is, you ended up making it out because much more qualified sperm died uh, with your dad sitting on newspaper in that game. <laughs> like the lower part of his balls where the real good sperm reside, all froze to death. That upper sperm that was hiding from the cold made it out. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Your dad sitting on fucking cardboard boxes and... My favorite part about that whole thing is my dad's like, it was so cold I didn't drink. Like, that was such a big deal. Yeah. Like, I went to a sports event. I was, it was so cold drinking. I didn't drink. I was able to get it up that night with your mother. <laughs> That's how you came about. Actually, it would have been right around that time. <laughs> because the Freezer Bowl was January. No, actually, I'm a little wrong on that. Because I was born at the end of 81. The Freezer Bowl was the beginning of 80. So I would have been born almost... You know, 22 months later. Right. You were an even sperm then. Would I have not have been a sperm? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I have a feeling your dad probably released the hounds a few times in that year before you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> released the hounds. Walt, by the way, is cracking me up Monday Night Football. His hatred for the announcers. He texts me now the bat- last two Monday Night Footballs. He's just like, what's up with these announcers? Yeah. And it's always Andy, comma. <laughs> Andy, comma, booger, question mark? Andy, comma, I'm muting these announcers. I just go, Dad, you know you can mute them, right? Yeah. Like he's not, I, I can't stand these announcers. Dad, listen to it in sap. <laughs> he loves Gruden. 
that's what it is. He's in, he he's, misses Gruden. He's in total Gruden withdrawal. I'm like, well, Dad, he'll be back there pretty soon because yeah. the way things are going for the Raiders. Remember B to the Indigo? Yeah. He's, he's, he's back. I'm, I'm even going to give him the intro song treatment. Wow. Did he have his own intro song? He did. Yeah, it was good. I'm high as fuck. Hey, I called before, but I just uh, realized something was good. Future number one, Dirt Baller. <laughs> Be the Indigo. Was good. Be the Indigo again. Yeah, it was good. Be the Indigo. Uh, shit. Was good. Be the Indigo. I love this intro. Let's be the end to go. Yeah, let's be the end to go again. Forgot to uh, say on that last call. Was good, y'all. Let's be the end to go. Okay. Be the end to go. There he is. He's back. Let's see what he has to say. Yo, what's up? Let's <laughs> be. Um, I ain't called in in a minute, but still fuck with the show and shit. But I'm tired of Andy on here talking about, oh, I root for Cleveland because it's Ohio. Yo, fuck that shit, bro. We don't mess with Cleveland around here, bro. You don't live here no more. But so you don't have to deal with these pieces of shit, Cleveland motherfuckers. They move down here and talk about how Cleveland is so great, but everybody's leaving Cleveland. Fuck the Indians. Fuck the Browns. And fuck motherfuckers from Cleveland. Yo, Joe, you want to hate somebody from Cleveland? You want to hate Cleveland motherfuckers even more? I'll tell you this story real quick. So, you know, I drive over and shit. I had this uh, white dude with a Kyrie jersey come in my car. And I'm like, yo, why you, why are you still rocking that, bro? He was like, well, I'm from Cleveland, and I don't like Kevin Love, and I would never buy a LeBron jersey. And I was like, what? You know, like, well, you know, since he left and all, I would I wouldn't buy a LeBron jersey. It was before he left or whatever uh, for LA. Or, and I'm like, yo, you you a self entitled piece of shit, bro. Like LeBron didn't have to come back for you at all. You know what I'm saying? Fuck Cleveland, bro. No comments for Cleveland. Um, did B to the Indigo make that call from a, on a stakeout? <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I'm outside this guy's house. I'm about to kill him because he wore that Kyrie jersey. I gotta be real quiet though because I think he's coming home soon. <laughs> he's so quiet. He's like, you know, we we make we make jokes. Sometimes it sounds like guys are laying down. It sounds like he was hanging upside down like one of the vampires on the Lost Boys. <laughs> Here's my thing. First of all, me. We're getting Andy. The phone is ringing currently. Did you take your headphones off? I did. We answer on live calls, and we got to answer it. Be the Indigo. Let's do it. Hello, you've reached the Dirty Sports Hotline. With open enrollment approaching, oh, insurance policies as of October first have a new look. Yo, a new you, bill bitch. passed extending short-term major Eat medical. Shit, cunt. Okay. Um, I, I, I got a I got a second beat an indigo sentiment though. Like, have I been sticking up for? Yeah, fuck Cleveland. Hold on, but have I been sticking up for Cleveland? Yeah, you, in the Indian series, you picked the Indians because they're fucking Ohio. Okay, fair enough. And I mean, I agree. Like everything, all of my interactions with Cleveland people on the internet have been 
fucking disgusting. And then some guys still wearing a Kyrie jersey after Kyrie left because he would never buy a LeBron jersey because LeBron left. Take me through your thought process on that one, you fucking river-firing fucking asshole. Yeah, that's not that doesn't make any sense. That's what happens when fucking lead paint is in and rust is in everything that you eat and drink because you live in fucking shitsville. All right, fair enough. Maybe he does have a good point that it's softened me. I've been so far removed from Ohio because I always did hate Cleveland growing up. I always think that any of that shit is like, oh, I'm a root because like I like I don't identify at all like can you imagine if somebody was like, oh, the Bills, because they're in New York. I'm like, fuck, that's Canada, man. I'm not anywhere near Buffalo. Fuck Buffalo. Yeah. Like, I'm actually more like a new like somebody from New Jersey than I am somebody from upstate New York. Sure. Like, Which could be the same said for me. Yeah. You're more Kentucky than you are Cleveland. A hundred percent. Other side of the, complete other side of the state. It's like we're more Mexican than we are fucking Fresno. Yeah, it's true. Shit, man. I'd even be... It's really not that much difference of a drive to Chicago versus a drive to Cleveland from Cincinnati. Right. Fuck Cleveland, you rust fucking belt fucking cesspool. I'll never get over the Cleveland hate after that fucking... Like, everybody was from Cleveland or Columbus. After that fucking... I don't even remember the joke at this point. Some fucking... Your tweet? Yeah. I don't remember it either. Some fucking Urban Meyer tweet. Oh, yeah, that they had to live in Ohio the whole time. But the quality of life! (laughs) The quality of life! The quality of life is you got lead paint poisoning. I love the quality of life thing. That's my favorite argument. Yeah, it's unbelievable. To this day. I got a house. Okay, I have a beach. But my, I love the quality. Of, we've done this so many times. But the quality of life argument—it just always begs the question. It's like it's so beautiful physically, and I've got a house. It's like, why don't you move to fucking Bali then? You could you could live in a palace in Bali. Why don't you move to fucking Uganda? You could be the president of Uganda. You know why you don't? Because it's fucking Africa, and it it's a goddamn cesspool. <laughs> They don't have fucking running water. That's why you don't move there. Yeah. I know. Which basically, honestly, if you asked me if I would rather move to Cleveland or Uganda, I might go Uganda. I might be like, look, I'm going to take my chances. Like, it'll be fucking, you know. Uganda be kidding me. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Those are the calls. Once again, the hotline. Call in. 310-359-8365. We kept it near an hour 30, Prano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> com. Yeah, JoePrano.com for shows. I just added a couple shows in San Diego. I'm doing two shows next week in San Diego. 17th, I'll be down at uh, Josh uh, Nelson's show in Pacific Beach. 18th, I'll go not quite all the way down, Encinitas. And then, of course, the November 4th uh, Save the Wave show at uh, the Main Room Comedy Store. Um, with Eddie Ift and Lachlan and all that jazz. So Cool. DirtySports.com. Drop us an iTunes review. You dr- leave that Twitter handle. Again, I will send you koozies. I will send koozies for anybody who sends screenshots using any of our sponsor promo codes, which links are always in the description of the show. And, yeah, subscribe to us on YouTube. Real quick note on that. We've been having problems going live. We are not live again today. I'm, I'm really working hard on it. 
Hopefully this will be fixed soon because Joe and I would love to do some live events during this NFL season. Okay, you guys can follow me at Andy Ruther, Joe at Fix Your Life, or at Joe Prano on Instagram. Can I do can I do one quick quick plug for my uh, guest on my podcast that's coming out tomorrow? Of course. Uh, I'm going to have uh, Duffy Gaver, who is a trainer to the stars. He's the guy who makes all the superheroes. He turned Hemsworth into Thor and fucking Brad Pitt into Achilles and fucking Chris Pratt into the dude from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I want to talk to him about uh, just being fat and if drinking Miller Lights and eating Egg McMuffins is a good diet. So uh, he doesn't do a ton of interviews because he works with so many stars. So I'm happy to have him. and I wanted to give him a plug here so that oh, more, awesome. more people listen to it. Check that He's out. He's a former Navy SEAL sniper, too. I want to ask him what that's like. You just sit a mile away from kill people. That's pretty awesome. Joe Prano podcast. Yeah. Thustin, support my boy over here. All right, guys, that's the show. Thank you for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.